today, I have turned on my biggest clicker. And I'm ready to go. Thanks. Over the past few months, our leadership team here have been considering, deliberating, <coughs> praying, and reviewing the vision statements that church family all agreed upon at our last AGM. Why? Because the vision statement that we agreed upon by us all at that time opened up some wider considerations about who we are, what we believe, and how do we communicate all of these elements, and in essence, what are our values? For many of us, and I include myself, we might have gone through much of our Christian life knowing much about what we believe, but if we were kind of ever challenged to speak about the real foundations, then if you're like me, you might have sometimes struggled to clearly articulate this to anyone who might ask us. And as leaders, we kind of thought it was about time that we clearly record the basic key issues of what we believe. What is the Trinity all about? Why is the Bible so important? What it means to be children of God? What it means to be saved? And the issue of heaven and hell, why is baptism important? Of course, we've just celebrated the act of Holy Communion as part of God's family in remembrance of what Jesus did for us on the cross. So, major, massive issues, and you'll be pleased to know we're not going to talk about them all today. But all of these needed to be put together in one concise area which will help each and every one of us. And so we have. We have produced a leaflet which looks at our vision and also the values about what we believe in. And there is one of these vision and value leaflets available for each and every one of us. And they'll be freely available at the side of the church um, for everyone, for all of our guests and all of our visitors who come to HBC during the course of our weekly activities and our ministries. And these vision and value leaflets are available uh, to everyone after the service today, and you'll find them on the side or over on the coffee table. And this today will neatly lead us to next Sunday when we explore again our vision statement and what it looks like to serve Jesus in this church and in this community. 
these two Sunday messages are a timely reminder as we lead into our annual general meeting next Sunday after morning worship. And then, in the coming Sundays, coming months, over the Sundays, we shall begin to unpack in greater detail each of those values. And it will help us to grow ever closer together as a family and ever closer together as we work in ministry in this community. This <coughs> at the risk of causing an issue. There was an interesting exchange that is supposed to have happened at sea between the world's biggest navy and the navy, which is the US apparently, and the Spanish navy. And it went like this. This is the US Navy. You are directly in our path. Alter your course 10 points to the north. This is the Spanish Navy. You alter your course 10 points to the north. I am an admiral. You alter your course 10 points to the north. I am an able seaman. You alter your course 10 points to the north. I am a battleship. Alter your course 10 points to the north. I am a lighthouse. You decide. Knowing your identity and who you are gives you great authority. I guess it might be fair to say that even those of us who might be comfortable confessing our identity as sons and daughters of Christ and of our Father in heaven might still yet be hesitant in claiming the rights that the Bible says that comes with that identity. So today, I kind of wanted to build, wanted us to build on that foundation on a really important question. And that question is this. What does it mean to be a Christian? The census of 2021 reveals that 46.2%, that's 27.5 million people of adult age in England and Wales, identify themselves as Christian. But what do we mean when we say that? Are we talking about a religious preference, like we have to tick a box in the census. 
or when we go into hospital, we tick that box about who we are. Are we talking about a cultural identity? Or are we talking about a moral affiliation? What is it to be a Christian? And to build on that foundation today, I want to start with Jesus. Because that would be a good place to start, wouldn't it? And Jesus really centred this idea of being a Christian around the word believe. This is a big idea for Jesus. And we'll see it in John chapter 3. And I want to read a little bit of this text. This conversation is between Jesus and Nicodemus. Now Nicodemus was a rich uh, religious leader. But he was intrigued about the person of Jesus. And Nicodemus was intrigued about the teachings of Jesus. And Nicodemus came to Jesus inquiring about the path that Jesus was offering. John 3, 10 to 15. Jesus replied, You are a respected Jewish leader, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about these earthly things, how can you possibly believe I will tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned. But the Son of Man has come down from heaven. So you see now, that Jesus is identifying himself in a very exclusive way. He's already giving us attention that we're going to unpack today. And he's, the tension that we're going to try and unpack today is that he's both exclusive and also inclusive at the same time. Carry on. And Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness. So the Son of Man must also be lifted up. So that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. And then verse 16. For this is how God so loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. So when you ask the, uh, the question, 
what is a Christian? Or what does it mean to be a Christian? Jesus kind of begins with this idea of belief. Let's just spend a few moments looking at that word, belief. Whoever believes in him. What does that word believe mean? So we kind of got to dig in, haven't we, to the language that Jesus was speaking. And when you do, you understand that the word believe remarkably means believe. But it also means to entrust. So what Jesus is saying is whoever entrusts, what are you entrusting? You're entrusting your present, you're entrusting your future, you're entrusting your physical, and you're entrusting your spiritual. You're entrusting time, and you're entrusting eternity with Jesus. So it's way more than I grew up in a Christian family. It's way more than my parents were Christian. It's, it's way more than I believe that there was somebody named Jesus. No. This word believe in the language Jesus was speaking implies that I am actually entrusting to God through Christ myself and my eternity. That's powerful. To Timothy, uh, Paul says this, that is why I'm suffering here in prison. But I'm not ashamed of it. For I know in the one in whom I trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return. In other words, somewhere under that explanation of Christian means I actually put my hope now and forever in the person and the work of Jesus. I am entrusting my eternity to him. Therefore, it is a major, major decision. It's not something that I'm born into. It's not something that I walked in through, as in coming through the doors of a church. It's not something that I'm part of because I culturally live in a certain part of the world. No, I have decided to bank on Jesus. Now, That's the foundation and values that we here at HBC embody.
could be and should be and must be the fact that each of us can say that we've studied the teaching, we've seen of his death, his burial and his resurrection. And I am banking on his ability to be the way, the truth and the life. And the way for me to come to life in a relationship with Almighty God. And that's how the earliest followers of Jesus were known. They were known as believers. Acts 4.32 says this, All the believers were united in heart and mind and they felt that what they owned was not their own so they shared everything that they had. So I believe Nicodemus we think came to the point where he believed and now there were other people that believed and collectively we are known as the believers. And even as I was preparing for this morning, don't you just love it when there's always little nuggets that you find out as you read scripture or in circumstances that you know that in your prayer life you hear about. Um, you learn something new. And we see it first come about in uh, Acts 11, 25-26. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching large crowds of people. It was at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. Christian. Two words put together. First one obviously means Christ and the ending means little. So you like calling someone little Christ. Christ also means anointed. So as Christians all through Sybil Hedingham and Castle Hedingham and Halstead, and Braintree, and wherever we go, we are little anointed ones. Take that little gem away with you today. I love it. Little anointed ones. Tony, you're a little anointed one. Bernard, you're a little anointed one. You guys are little anointed ones. Not just an anointed one, because that was Jesus Christ, but God's got anointed ones everywhere now. They took on, we took on, the name and the identity of Jesus. And so we come full circle, don't we? 
back to identity. And when you know your identity, when you know who you are, when you know that you are little anointed ones, then, then, you get to understand that you have been afforded great authority. This is not simply like many about ticking a box that says Christian. This is about taking on the name Anointed One. And I don't know about you, but that gives me goosebumps. I know it sounds exclusive, and it is. But in its exclusivity, it is also inclusive. Why? Because anyone can come. But anyone has to come, has to come through the narrow way. But everyone can get on the narrow way. Anyone who wants to can get on the narrow way, but it is a narrow way. Every nation, every tribe, every people and every tongue are invited, inclusive, to the narrow way. Every nation, every tribe, every people and every tongue are invited to the grace way. Everybody. Everybody on the planet can come to the grace way. It's extremely exclusive because he is the only one and only one. He is the only one. He is the one and only son of the almighty God. So it's an extremely exclusive but inclusive its exclusivity. Why? Revelation 22, 17. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the Bride, the Church, say, come. Let anyone who hears this say, come. Let anyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. So as we come to a close today, what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian here at HBC? It means to wholeheartedly and exclusively trust in the person and the claims of Jesus Christ. Christ said he was the firm foundation and he said it is finished. That is it. And it all starts with belief. And anyone who believes in him can have eternal life. But it doesn't stay there. And next week we're going to look at that lifestyle and what that vision looks like for us at HBC, and what it means to show the world what Christ is all about.
coming weeks, we're going to start looking at what it means in more detail and what it looks like to be a believer. What it looks like to become a disciple of Jesus. Followers of the way. Not followers of a way. Followers of the way. We're known as people of the way. Followers of the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the question for each of us here today is this. Are you entrusting your now and your forever into the way of Christ and the claims of Christ? Today, Father, we thank you for the knowledge that we have of our identity, our identity in you. We have a new king, and we ask for your blessing on him and your protection over him. But this morning, we decree and declare that your son Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We decree and declare in this place, Heading and Baptist Church, that you are Almighty God, creator of the universe, and that your one and only Son, Jesus, is our Saviour and Protector, that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Father, would you help us to believe? Would you help us to follow and entrust our lives in you now and forever? And the people of HBC said together, Amen. 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 Amen.